amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hi, friends. This is a little bit different of an episode this week. We do a lot of talking and not so many Reddit stories. So if you come for the stories, check us out. We're getting into a deeper dive type version of ourselves and really sharing some vulnerable, vulnerable stories that have shaped our opinions over the show. And we're really nervous, excited, mostly nervous to share them with you. I think this kind of offers a deeper thought process into our minds and where our opinions come from on this show. And we can't wait to hear what you guys think about it. Enjoy. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Two Soft Takes. I'm your host, Morgan. (laughs) And I'm Lauren. Just kidding. (laughs) Justin's giving us a hard time for doing this episode. And he thinks it is going to go very, very poorly. And I think it'll be an interesting conversation and we'll see. It's either going to make you see where we were coming from on some of our takes or hate us. So it's, it, we're taking a risk here. Yeah. Justin said there's way more risk than reward, but... He literally said, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, don't do it. Okay. But the thing is, is that the conversations that we're going to have is we're going to go through the past stories that we had a lot of heat from. And... I think there's kind of part of it is we want to be able to discuss with you guys, grow with you guys, grow with each other and have an open mind. We also don't want to get into a a pigeonhole where we are changing our opinions because other people are telling us to. That's not good either. No, and that's not what the show is about. Exactly. It's nice to have a little spicy take here and there. Like, yeah, no one wants to agree all the time. Cause a little bit of controversy. (laughs) Yeah, just a little, just a little. So we're going to start off with the updates first because there's some juicy ones. I'm really excited. So let's dive in. Let's do it. So I had you look at all of these so you are familiar with the stories if you weren't on the episode that it came from. Correct. Which is good. So we had one on an episode two weeks ago with Teffy and it was, am I the asshole for eating at the same restaurant as my husband's family? And so this story, she had a weird dynamic in her marriage where her husband had this tradition to go like to monthly dinners with his family and his partners um, and his brothers and his brother's partners and the wife that was writing in was constantly being left out. Like she only got to go 50% of the time to these dinners. And her husband was always like cagey about the answer, all this stuff, like wouldn't like really tell her why she wasn't invited. So she decided to show up at the restaurant and eat while they were there. And like this big fight ensued. Like mom said she was an asshole for interrupting their dinner Husband came home later and was mad at her. All this shit. 
It turns out she was mixed. She's half black. And a lot of the commenters were like, this plays a part in your in your dynamic. I bet that's the reason. And so me and Taffy talked about how like this is divorce worthy for us. Like this is not okay for your partner to do. Like that's supposed to be a ride or die. Like when you pick someone and you find your person and you marry them, like that's your new main family unit. It shouldn't, your loyalty shouldn't be to where you came from. Like your vagina unit, like what vagina you came out of. I don't know like what's a good way to put it, but that. So for the update. Wait, before we be- begin, I actually want to say I did watch that episode yeah. with Teffy, first of all. Oh, we'll get to another one love, down the road, too. Yeah, but I loved Teffy's episode so much. It was so fun. Um, and I was pissed at this story, like pissed at the husband. It's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. I would not stay with this person. No, no. Which she isn't either. Good. Update. Woo! <laughs> Update, I left my husband. First, I want to say thank you to everyone who commented on my post. I wasn't expecting it to get as many comments as it did. I'm trying to go through and read everyone's comments, but obviously that has taken some time and I'm still not done. This week has been a bit crazy, but I feel like I made enough progress to justify an update. Here's what happened. Your comments gave me the confidence to confront my husband about why I wasn't invited and I wouldn't settle for a KG answer. So I asked him about it calmly, and he said something like, quote, oh, it's just a family decision. So I said, I'm your family, though. I deserve to know why. He said some very vague stuff like, well, you just don't fit in as well as everyone else. And I asked him what that meant. He couldn't really explain it. I was thinking about how a lot of you were concerned about the racial dynamics of my relationship. Personally, I had never thought much about it. No one in his family has ever made a racist comment towards me or towards anyone else, but I wanted to cover my bases, so I asked my husband if I was excluded because I was half black. My husband said, and I quote, no, it's not because of that. You know I don't care about that. The way he said it implied that someone cared. So I asked, who cared? He said, nobody. I asked if it was his mom who cared, and he hesitated and said, maybe. Wow. After a long conversation of prodding him, here's the story I eventually got. His mom is not a fan of me. My race might factor into it, but he said it's also my personality and my political beliefs. And the fact that we went to my parents' house on Christmas Day, the first year we started dating. His mom told him that he should think about finding someone who, quote, suited him better. And she encouraged him to take some time away from me. She said the family dinners would be a great opportunity for him to be with his family, where he, quote, fit in. I was invited sometimes because the dinners weren't always an excuse to get away from me, but some of them were. I was obviously devastated after hearing that, but it also felt good to finally hear an explanation. I asked him if he thought he needed even more space from me. He didn't even have the time to answer before I went into the bedroom and started packing some clothes. Good. I've been saying... I've been staying at my sister's house for a few days now. I haven't contacted my husband. I'm giving him his space. We'll probably end up separating or getting a divorce, but right now it's too early to tell. This was so hard to type out, but everyone was so supportive. I felt like I owed it to you all. Thanks again for your kindness. Oh, I, it makes me so mad when I hear stuff like this, that, that mother, get over yourself. I know that you want the best for your children, but if he's happy... She wants to date her child. That's what she's upset about. She's upset that she can't date her child. Especially if it has anything to do with race. That just boils my fucking blood. 
it's spoils. weird. It's weird because it, it feels like I think obviously race is probably playing a factor in this. And I have, again, like a very different context. Like clearly if anyone watches on YouTube, I'm white. So it's to me this feels very much like a mama's boy situation and maybe there are some racial undertones that are like impacting where the mom you know and obviously he kind of implied it yeah he said maybe he said maybe so maybe there's something there who knows because he's being a cagey dick but i think this is a lot of like enmeshment and mama's boy syndrome where the mom is just so overbearing of her son and like basically raised her son to be the perfect partner and then she doesn't get to reap the rewards and so she's upset that he's with anyone but then maybe the fact that he's with someone who is mixed or a black woman that he is it's not good enough for him like find someone who understands you it's a better fit for you but I really think because of the fact that she's held something from Christmas day over their head Christmas day the first year we started dating we went to my parents house and I think that's something that comes up in a lot of people's relationships where it's like or it just like it pisses like your in-laws off so much that they like it constantly comes up then every time you have a fight or every time something's wrong and it's like that's not that's not fair like Mm -hmm. like it was christmas one day the first day they were dating like and when you start meshing families together you do have to make compromises on how you spend your holidays it's hard justin and i have like five different christmases we have to go to yeah especially with divorced parents yeah hard his mom his dad Mm -hmm. his grandma's house my mom my dad my grandma's house there's six especially because you guys are both from minnesota so it's like you're not and you're living in los angeles so they don't get to see you all the time so when you come back for the holidays it's a nightmare they're like we need to see you it's (laughs) all of you it's an absolute shit show for us it Uh, it stresses him out to the point he's like i don't even want to go home anymore i don't i don't blame him that is tough that is really tough um i i also it drives me it just like i love going home so like it really i always tell him i'm like it shouldn't be like this like i love going home so like if this is what it's like for you we need to come up with a better solution yeah definitely they're like again meshing families does come well, with compromise when you and justin get a house you guys can host it at your place and make everyone come out here and just <laughs> if the family dynamics are a shit show fuck them <laughs> just kidding <laughs> uh, yeah it's um it's, it's, uh, it's gonna be but no i mean yeah. i i had that too when i was uh dating jeff back in minnesota because yeah. obviously his parents guys, are divorced my parents are divorced mm-hmm. so holidays we yeah we decided to dip out one of the years so yeah <laughs> but um but no it's I, I the thing and like with this story too i actually have a really hard time with the idea of dating somebody whose family doesn't like me because to me, family is really important. So yeah. if I'm going to marry into a family, that's like heartbreaking to me. If I were to have my husband's family just not like me. And um, I, I like that. That is enough. I know obviously love, it, it can trump everything. La la la. But if I were her, I would just not even want a part of that. I don't want that negativity in my life. Life's too short. Well, love can trump if your partner is willing it, yeah. to stick up for you True. and draw solid boundaries Agreed. between the family that doesn't like you. Mm-hmm. There's so many people, especially like you search mother-in-law hashtag on TikTok. There's so many people that go through mother-in-law drama. I think I think it is a really hard relationship for a lot of people to navigate. And so it can work if your partner is willing not to be a little pansy. <laughs> I don't know. A little goofball. A little goofball. I'm like, 
I gotta search every word I say <sighs> now because I, I always give Morgan so much shit because she says goofy for everything. Like it could, she could mean like actually just goofy, or she could mean psychotic. <laughs> She's just you'll never know. You'll never know. I love it. I told her I was gonna start using goofy, and she was like, mm, "That's mine." <laughs> uh, dibs. Uh, yeah, but it's just bad vibes from him. She can do better. Someone that's like not gonna not put her first yeah well i hope she gives us an update again now i'm really curious i know so one of the top comments there's only like a couple comments like the top comment on here has 41 upvotes like Mm -hmm. there's not much yet and so they go if he's even willing to entertain his mom's idea of quote he needs someone who suits him better then he doesn't deserve you he should have called her on her bullshit but he didn't unfortunately none of them will learn anything from this but teaching them how to not be terrible is not your job someone else goes you go girl and fuck that racist family (laughs) i know and i don't i don't want to say they're not racist and try to argue against that because clearly there's there is an issue there like he implied it yeah but i think especially if that's what he's saying to his if that's what he's saying to his wife i feel like there's so much more he's not even like telling the truth he's like he's still being when he's saying maybe i feel like his mom probably said a bunch of shit and he's just like i can't yeah I can't tell her yeah I think this is like just like one of those layers things though where it's like there's like or like a pyramid like it's like that Abby dance mom's like audio where it's like blah 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 you were great but not good and like she keeps doing the pyramid layers or whatever yeah. like that's how this feels to me where it's like racism enmeshment mama's boy like blah blah blah, blah. it's like like husband's a weak ass like well it's just like it just like keeps going in the layers and i'm like i don't know what layer is greater what one's on top the pyramid like maybe racism is on top because that is like by far the bigger issue and then maybe there's enmeshment and then weak ass man i love i love that last one weak Weak ass ass man man. pussy ass bitch yeah (laughs) okay moving along to the next update and probably lauren's favorite i'm scared my favorite actually do you remember no 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 so do you remember the story we had about a woman who ended up developing appendicitis and she ruined the big football game oh soccer game for her partner oh my god that episode uh-huh it was uh titled am i the asshole for causing drama during an important football game no <laughs> So this woman ended up developing appendicitis when her and her partner were on a weekend like getaway about four hours away from their house. She had to have emergency surgery, had complications, all this stuff. She needed to be picked up, but there was an important football game the same night of her getting picked up. And so he drove all the way up there three to four hours away to wait. She wasn't ready to be discharged in time because, you know, whatever reason. And he got tired of waiting, didn't want to miss the football game with his buddies, so he left. And she was stuck there after an emergency surgery. Yeah, because she couldn't even be released without somebody. Without anyone. Yeah, that's like discharge rules. And so she called him a couple times and was like, hey, like, what do I do? Where, Like, are you coming back? Like, why don't you get a hotel? We can watch the game at the hotel right next to the hospital. I won't let you miss it, blah, blah, blah. He called her dramatic, said he ruined her her he said she ruined his night like all this bullshit well it was embarrassing in front of my friends yeah just a bunch of stuff and so it clearly was not a good relationship i'm just gonna go i was i was hard on him (laughs) if you can't tell i'm going in yeah well and it's like (sighs) he left her there like that's just that's just ridiculous 
So the top comment that was left on this one at the end of the day was 47,000 upvotes about get out of this relationship now. You're not the asshole. Your partner, however, is a world-class giant asshole. He put a game over you, a game. He wasn't playing in it. He wanted to watch other people play a game, leaving you stranded at a hospital. And then he has the audacity to be mad at you for interrupting him watching a game. Dump him now. You mean nothing to him and he has proven that. You don't have a partner. You have a monster. <laughs> the end. Yeah. I wasn't expecting the monster comment. Yeah. Well, and like he was like, I feel like she got gaslit a little bit where she was like, I, f- I know mm-hmm. I don't understand. She did feel really bad. Understand football culture and like this is a really big deal. And it's like, no, like my partner is in music. If he had a music performance that night and he was actually performing, but I had emergency surgery, you bet your ass he would leave. Yeah. That show would be canceled. That's yeah, and this was in, I, I forget where it was. It was in Europe somewhere. I think the U- United Kingdom. Yeah, and um, I I remember seeing some comments that people were from UK and they're like, this actually is not even surprising. People are go, people lose their minds over these games. Yeah, well, and like, so there's like a bunch of comments on this post too. It's like, you moved it, someone comments, you moved in with him after six months. He doesn't let you see his friends. And then like some other stuff. And she's like, I see my friends though, just not his. And they reply back, sounds like he has a side girl since you aren't allowed to meet his friends then. That's not true. He would never cheat. That's what OP said. So does she have an update? (sighs) So yeah, this is obviously why I'm bringing this up. So she ends up posting this post, the original one, was nine months ago. And she ends up posting around the holidays during Christmas time, four months ago. And she says, am I the asshole for making Christmas all about me 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 fiance male 40 and i female 27 spent christmas with his family mom dad sister and her husband and three kids also did you notice that um he's a fiance now wow no i I missed that he was partner last time and now she's been upgraded wow fiance i am an expat and where i'm from we celebrate on christmas eve so fiance and i exchange pre so so fiance and i exchange presents at home on the eve christmas day at fiance's family's place started with breakfast and stockings and presents i had gotten everyone something traditional from where i am from for the adults i'd gotten animal skins when jane opened her present she didn't say anything and just put it aside i felt a little bad but i know she is not vegetarian I didn't mind there was nothing for me because they had invited me to their house and they did not know me from before. But I was the only one not opening presents that morning. So fiance mentioned we had already done that the night before. Sister asked lots of questions about how we celebrate Christmas. So I told them all about it and I told her kids some folklore. I had also brought some traditional pies and dumplings I made with me. During the late lunch, Jane at some point mentioned that she had always seen fiancé with a nice English girl and that, quote, this one is certainly quite different. And I thought she rolled her eyes at me, but maybe I was a little self-conscious. Boxing day, I was first up, and so I got started with breakfast because Jane had worked so hard for dinner the day before. Jane walked into the kitchen, and so I said, good morning, and she said, there's nothing good about this morning and that she had planned something else for breakfast, and I should go wait somewhere else. I asked if she was sure I couldn't help and if everything was okay, but she did not say anything to me. 
After breakfast, I stayed to help clear out. Fiance and his sister do not help Jane much, but in UK, usually it's mom who does most of the stuff in the kitchen. Joe and I were left in the kitchen, which is partner. That's the first time we've heard the name, I'm assuming. Joe and I were left in the kitchen and he said Jane was upset over the, quote, stunt you pulled and that I should give her some time before apologizing if I planned to stick around. I was really shocked because I didn't understand what stunt that was and because I am engaged to be married, so of course I plan to stick around. Joe said that because I am young, I did not understand that I have to come to live in this country, so I need to accept the British way of life or go back. Oh my god! And not try to convert British Christmas into something it is not. What is with this dude? He said he and Jane had heard enough about my country. I apologized, and after cleaning, I went into our room and cried until we left. I didn't even say goodbye or thank you, and I am now embarrassed by this. I told fiance about this and he said I was a bit over the top with trying to take over with my cooking and doing presents beforehand. Again with the gaslighting. Fiance said he wanted to stay away from it and doesn't want to take sides. I feel so unwelcome to my new family and I did not mean to make everyone upset, especially on Christmas. I really did not mean to be the asshole here, but I have offended people and it seems that within family. This poor girl. Am I the asshole for making Christmas about me? No. Why didn't you listen to us last time? <laughs> Why are you still there? I hate you. Leave. <laughs> Just. Ah. Uh, Sweetie, what, what did you click the first time? And I feel so, she just sounds, through her writing, she just sounds so innocent and sweet and it Very, makes me so mad. There's a lot of na- naiveness here. How old is she? Naivety, naiveness. Naive. She is 27 and he is 40, which... I know age gaps can be good, but this one speaks a lot. Like, Especially since he used you're younger, so you're going to have to understand. No, shut up. You need to accept British culture or go back to your country. Sounds like there's a little bit of racism in this one, too. Yeah, literally. I mean, who, what, why, why would you just say that to your fiance? Accept it or leave? That is just such a, that's such a toxic way to deal with a fight. Why are you letting your fiance get bullied by your family? Yeah. She was trying to do a nice gesture. And if you can't recognize that, that that was a nice gesture, and you're automatically assuming the worst of your partner, that um, you tried to make it about you. You brought gifts and tried to make it about you. If you're assuming the worst in your partner, why are you with them? Yeah. Why'd you propose? And so she does edit. Because he knows that he can manipulate her. And that's, and he likes the power and he likes the control because he's a little bitch. This is what this is. So she goes, edit, please don't call my fiance the asshole because of my previous (laughs) post here. We have resolved. Too late. Sorry. Sorry. He he fucking sucks. (laughs) Sorry, girl. He deserves to fall in a sewer. We have resolved that old argument, moved on and gotten engaged since. He is a good man for me. Top comment on this one. Your fiance is going to be the asshole husband if he lets his family treat you this way for normal culture misunderstandings. Yeah, OP, do you want a man who says, stay out of it? Oh, yeah, OP, do you want a man who stays out of it and lets his family treat you this way for possibly the rest of your life? Why be with a man who doesn't have your back? Agreed. And OP replies to that one. He goes, I think you were just saying this because you saw maybe a post I made here before about an argument we had about football. But try to judge him based on what he knows. He is staying out of it because he doesn't like arguments, and that is okay. He is a good man. 
And someone goes, we are judging him on this post alone. Mm -hmm. Letting racist family members treat you badly is not what a good man does. Mm -hmm. Hold on. You're engaged and this is the first time you're meeting your fiance's family. Also, what the fuck is that stick around comment? This was the first time I was meeting his sister and her family. Third time I was meeting his mom and dad. Sorry if I wasn't clear about that. They aren't super close. Someone goes, the British way? The country that colonized most of the world? That's such hogwash. Uh, these comments, they're pretty good. Yeah. Pretty on point. I know. I'm trying to find something. I feel like there was a, another thing happening here. Um, he's a good man for me, but just doesn't like arguments. No, he doesn't like when you try to stir the pot or have an opinion or have feelings or have a voice. My fiance voted Brexit, but it was before we met. We really don't talk about it, but sure, it does bother me a bit. He is pretty proud to be British though, and he is quite a traditional conservative. So I think he voted Brexit because of British values and not because he doesn't like foreign people. I So when I was traveling, I met a French guy and I also met these two guys from the UK. And the French guy was just notorious for talking shit about everyone. It was hilarious. <laughs> I like it was it was in a humorous way, so it was great. Um, he would always joke that he knows English better than I do, and it's yeah. his third language. <laughs> so just as an ex- as an example, um, so anyway, he was saying to the two guys when he met them, the two guys from the UK, he's like, "Jesus, I feel so bad for you guys because of Brexit," and they're like you know that it's bad when a French guy is feeling bad for somebody from UK. You know it's bad. Yeah. I was I was dying laughing. I know. Well, it's, it's like we don't typically get into politics and the weeds of things here, but I know a lot of people um, make comparisons of like Boris Johnson and Trump and how like Brexit was kind of the same thing as like make America great again. And it's like, like yeah. okay. I see what the underlying message is with both of them. So here's the kicker. Not the asshole, but wow, are you really, really sure about this relationship? Most people have some asshole relatives, so I'm not judging your fiance based on his sister and her husband's actions, but his avoidance of the situation and then trying to turn the blame on you is a major concern. I'm afraid that if you continue this relationship, you will be facing a future of giving up your cultural identity and not getting to pass your heritage onto your possible future children in the name of keeping the peace. His lack of support for you in this situation seems like a harbinger of things to come. And OP responds, I am actually pregnant. (gasps) Wow. My children will learn to speak my language, but I do want them to also learn about their English heritage. I think it is best for a girl not to come between a man and his mom. I wouldn't want to cause an argument between them. First of all, you're a woman. A girl to come between a man and his mom second of all your man needs to be able to have boundaries with his mom like what's not clicking sweetie well especially now that they're starting a family of their own yeah this is very sad very very sad to me i just think like it's one of those things that she is deserving of being with someone who treats her nicely who values her who doesn't like squash her and who she is if i had a different culture than the person i was dating i would hope that we could mesh our lives together and include everything like my mom and my dad kind of did that where like my dad was jewish my mom is not and so we grew up 
doing it all. We grew up lighting the menorah still, but we also had a Christmas tree. So it's just very unfortunate because I think the more you know and the more you let into your life and your heart, like there's so much to enjoy there. I just don't understand why she keeps writing in because it's almost like, I feel like she knows that everyone hates him. Well, I feel like she knows that she's not the asshole in the situation. Why is she asking us? What is she looking for? I don't think she has anyone to turn to. She want, But she wants to be the asshole. That's what's confusing to me. She's like, am I the <clears throat> asshole? And everyone's like, no. And she's like, no, 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 I am. I am. And it's like, no, you're not. <laughs> because that's what, that's what gaslighting and abuse does to people. Yeah. You start believing it. And I think, you know, I don't know Sucks. where she's from. I don't know what her culture is. And a cultural thing could be where in some cultures women are more submissive women don't rock the boat yeah. women don't have a voice they're they're just homemakers mm-hmm. in some cultures in some areas of the world whatever and so i think maybe that's a traditional norm for her where she's like no my husband he's nice like it's fine he is a good man he just doesn't like to argue so i don't know and i think i guess what is she looking for though does she want people to be like you're the asshole and then she can feel good about being the asshole i think she wants she wants someone to like put it into perspective i truly think she's one of those girls who who doesn't have a lot of friends like she sounds very closed off to me because she's turning to reddit Mm -hmm. and i bet the friends that she does have have probably already told her you need to leave this man and so she can't go back to them with these the same problems because right. they're just going to be like we told you yeah before you were pregnant but now now reddit's doing that she should have created a new profile Ugh. she should have done a new throwaway yeah if she really but just ridiculous amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen management concepts optimizes your professional development online in person individually or groups it's training that's measurably better learn more at managementconcepts.com that's managementconcepts.com Moving along. Moving along. Um, so there's a couple stories we have tried to get edits on that I've messaged these people so many times. Two of which, am I the asshole for calling out my kid's future stepmom for treating me like a surrogate? That was the story about a woman who was dating a guy for a little bit. She got pregnant with twins. He went and got back together with his ex-girlfriend, Kim, Cuckoo Kim. And Kim was treating her like a surrogate, even going so far as to post on Facebook and being like, we're welcoming twins via a surrogate. Like she was bonkers. And so she ended up like on the last update she left us at, she was going to um, leave the state and make sure she didn't have her babies in the same state and like try to stay away from Kim and Joe, the guy. And um, it was just bad. Like Kim showed up at her work, screaming at her, like saying she ruined her life, like all this crazy shit. And a lot of people thought that um, Kim went so far and Joe went so far as to like do this on purpose. But this was posted a year ago now. I've messaged three, four times and no response, no updates that I've seen um, and no new comments on the post either, like trying to just like maybe be OP, like can't post a new update, can't edit, so here's blah 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 so nothing like that so that's one the next one is of course the infamous box 
and I've messaged both box stories, um, the olive box story where it had to do with the fridge and the new tampon box story. And neither Nothing. person have replied. And I, again, messaged an obsessive amount. And so I feel really weird. They're like, now that you're putting out on a podcast, god damn. <laughs> I know. I'm like going to the tampon one just to make sure. Because I checked last night and it still wasn't there. But yeah, last edit is I've read a few comments. I don't know why people assume there aren't tampons in the tampon box. Which now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think I read the tampon box story on the show. I think it was the live show. Oh. And so this was, right. um, it was a story called, Am I the Asshole for Touching My Wife's Tampon Box? And so this man was cleaning stuff. He moved the tampon box from like a closet to like a bedroom or something. And the wife flipped out and was like, don't touch my tampon box. And so people were like, what's in the box? There's not tampons in that box. Like what? what's in there? And so no response, no comments, no message back. We do have an update on the story. I found out my partner has been putting slugs in my food. I don't know how to forgive him. Ooh, that one was wild. That one was terrible. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. Especially what, what slugs can do to a person. They can kill a person. Mm -hmm. Like so many people were commenting on the YouTube on that one, just being like, this is so dangerous. People can literally die from eating slugs. They have died. Like mm -hmm. some, I think it was a man that ate a slug as a part of like a challenge. And he ended up dying. Wow. We have an update though? We do have an update. So I think we left off about he kind of came clean. Like he admitted to all these things. He swapped her um, vegetarian sausages with real meat. He put um, one of her giant African land snails into a smoothie. She assumed it had escaped, but he said he it died. So he scrapped, scraped it out and put it in my curry. He also rubbed my toothbrush on the toilet and then washed it as he thought it was too far. I felt like it was all a dream and it just feels too dramatic to be real. I'm unsure what is happening on the legal front. He says he didn't know why he did this and that he does love me truly and that he felt compelled to do it, which I understand as I suffer from OCD and get compulsions slash impulsions and that he really loves taking care of me and he feels it's his purpose and he didn't mean to cause serious harm. He promises he never did anything to our animals. I think he could just be stressed as I have mental health issues that could have caused something in him to break from too much stress. I'm really, really sad and sorry for those who I cause concern. What what did he say the reason was that he did this? Did he give a reason? He was just like... Impulsions. But just, why did he even tell her? Did he have an impulse to tell her? Um, if I she think, wouldn't have ever known, then why did he decide to so come clean? he didn't come clean. He was telling a friend and would oh. send a friend pictures of like the slugs and all this stuff. Okay. And so the friend came into her work and said, hey, I have something to tell you. And this girl, I mean, it went so far as not only was he putting slugs in her meals and her own pet in her curry, but he went so far as to switch out a important heart medication with like salt. Oh my God. So he was causing life-threatening yeah. harm. So... I don't think I read this, but it goes on to say, just found a jar of four slugs under the sink. My partner must have forgot about. I think they are dead, so can be old ones, but I feel physically sick. And then she actually posted a picture of oh the slugs. Oh my God. <gasps> the slugs are the what most the disgusting fuck? thing I've ever seen. And he was putting those in her food? Yep. What the fuck? This is, this is not just compulsion, impulsion. This is 
this is like serial killer scary this is, stuff this is serial killer yeah so that was uh. it it was just that title i feel physically sick and then a picture of the slugs um op please update us tell us you dumped him and went to a doctor yeah. and op goes i have left him at the doctor now it's very busy so i haven't been seen yet oh she's real real uptight or real updates yeah yeah i'm just real time she was she can't was very talk. in it um in the comments many are asking if she had gone to a doctor she has and has revealed that he did more than feed the slugs and then people are just like please stop blaming yourself this and that so in the comments somewhere on that post op says this hi he was diagnosed with aspd yesterday and admitted everything to me and how i was his way of looking normal to the outside world he manipulated me by giving me everything I wanted as a bipolar disorder sufferer. Love, affection, compliments. Um, ASPD, for those that don't know, is antisocial personality disorder. Got it. I actually didn't know, so I was going to ask. Um, he began testing me emotionally at first with cheating to see how I would react, but I forgave him, and then began with food and stuff to see how long until I got sick. I'm still baffled. The person I knew, I never really knew at all. He is a psychopath. And he gives ASPD sufferers a bad name. Hmm. He knew I was vulnerable due to my mental and physical illnesses. He became my carer, but was torturing me at the same time. And I was unaware of any of this. He rescued me from an abusive situation and then put me into a new one. That is how he works. Oh, that is that is so scary. And that is actually a good point because red flag if you are in a really abusive situation and you meet a guy who you feel like rescues rescues you from that be weary just that's all i gotta say put your guard up put your guard up and and i get like being in a bad situation and needing help but like someone coming in playing a white knight like yeah like rescuing you and then like instantly having like yeah like romantic love bombing you're my soulmate yeah just be a little weary it could be real it could be totally true and everything could be great, but it could be this slug situation. So keep your guard up. Keep your guard up so you don't eat a fucking slug. Yeah. This is so crazy. So next post was titled, I'm struggling to eat fear of food slash no appetite. I recently left a weird relationship was with where my partner was contaminating my food, etc. Anyways, ever since I've struggled to eat, I moved into a ground flat and sometimes I will find slugs around the house. Mm. I'm terrified of them. I keep throwing food away because I don't know what the slugs have gone on. I'm scared of getting sick. I can't cope or breathe right now. I've tried everything to stop slugs getting in. Copper tape, salt, non-toxic pellets, but they still somehow find their way into my flat. I feel like nature is tormenting me. Any advice, please? I have tried speaking to my doctor, but they won't really listen, and the doctor I see said it was a good thing as I was overweight anyways. I was just discharged from the mental health team I was currently on the fuck did the doctor fuck just say doctor. fuck that doctor what the hell drop drop the drop the clinic oh Let's my go. god we ride at dawn oh i hate when medical professionals that are supposed to be super trustworthy say some bullshit like that absolute assholes absolute assholes like no one should get fat shamed at the doctor absolutely not if anything it's like he should be like hey like there's healthy ways to do xyz that's great healthy advice but don't be like oh you can't eat because you were tormented by slugs before that's good good yeah. for you well like be I happy d- about that what the fuck i just watched an episode of or a clip of um it's the show about the two sisters like my 600 pound or like thousand pound sisters or something mm. it's um about two sisters and they're just they're very overweight and unhealthy 
and um they were at a dietitian's office like trying to get advice or get an opinion whatever it was and the dietitian goes how much water do you drink and they go water we don't drink water we drink pop our mom our mom told us water was bad oh no and the dietitian like was like very surprised you could tell she was surprised but she didn't them like shame them she was just like oh well okay well you should be drinking water like water is not bad mm-hmm. for you like we need to get more water it yeah. wasn't like also love Ugh. the pop reference and not soda i know people are going to be confused in minnesota we say pop instead of soda just so that we don't confuse people with thinking we're talking about minnesota yeah that was a that was a joke it was a really bad one yeah i didn't get it no <laughs> we don't say soda because it sounds like minnesota oh people are, people use soda heard- as talking about minnesota you don't hear that no i've never heard that one you've never heard people say soda as minnesota yeah like oh yeah it's okay a clo- it's a clothing brand there we go yeah. yeah so i'm saying that's why we say pop but it's a, it was a bad joke so i'm gonna run that back all right let's move along so next post is i am alive hello everyone sorry for those who i didn't get to message back my messages have been so full i am alive but have been sick with coronavirus thank you for those who reached out to me you all made me feel less alone i hope everyone is well and then her account is super 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 active so as of yesterday they're still commenting on different posts throughout reddit very engaged in other things um and commenting their advice to try to help other people Mm. so it's really it's really great to see like they're good um, very active in mental health communities it looks like based on her comments very active on the glitch in the matrix community um just all good things for her so happy update hopefully you know with a diagnosis he can get the help he needs because you know when you date someone you're you're putting a lot of faith in them and you're trusting them and he was able to play it off like he was a good guy taking care of her and lo and behold was poisoning her so i'm not very familiar with that diagnosis antisocial personality disorder so i'm just gonna do the google definition because my brain won't do it justice people with aspd may not understand how to behave towards others their behavior is often disrespectful manipulative or reckless management of aspd can include medication or psychotherapy a lot of people show symptoms in childhood but may not be diagnosed until adolescence or adulthood they tend to lie, break laws, act impulsively, and this is WebMD, so obviously this may be the exception and not the rule, but um, lack regard for their own safety or the safety of others. Um, so wow, I can't believe I've never heard of this before. People with it often struggle to develop or maintain meaningful relationships, and they may cause emotional harm to their partners, but it's still possible for people with ASPD to feel love and empathy often for a select few people such as children partners or close family members um i don't know a lot about it either it's not something i've really worked with i've worked with uh, mostly bipolar and schizophrenia mm-hmm. but that's that one amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen management concepts optimizes your professional development online in person individually or groups it's training that's measurably better learn more at managementconcepts.com 
That's managementconcepts.com. And then, all right, we are ending on for the update segment. I These are not say. the updates you told me to look into. What? These aren't the updates you told me to look into yeah, last I did. night. I did. I gave you Slug Boy. I said Slug Boy was with Slug Drew. Boy, that one. Yes. Yeah. And then the next one you should know. Okay. Um, so this story started with a post called, I keep meeting my birth mom, but she doesn't know it's me. Okay. And so this was a story about um, a person that was adopted. And when they turned 18, um, ended up tracking down their birth mom or like finding out where she was. And they're 24 now. And so they found out where their mom was, their birth mom was working. And they would show up to this diner and eat at the diner and like interact with, you know, their birth mom. And the, the birth mom obviously had no idea. Mm-hmm. And so they kept wrote like they wrote the post and was like, and it's like she knows me already because I'm there once or twice a week for the past three months or so and always says hi with a big smile. This but so man, sweet. but man, if she only knew. And so people really, really encouraged him to tell her. People were like, I reconnected with my daughter I gave up for adoption. And I used to sit at the park she played at all the time hoping I would see her. And guess what? She actually played at that park and grew up five minutes down the road from me. And so, so many birth moms rode in with their stories and were encouraging him to reach out. He reached out. He showed up one night when she was leaving with uh, the letter and all he had to do was like pull up the letter and she like oh. knew, <laughs> knew instantly and started crying. Oh, I'm going to cry. They just like talked for hours. She like opened the restaurant back up. They went in and talked for hours and um, oh. they ended up like having plans to like have dinner and um, like get to know each other more. That's and so sweet. She ended up like contacting his birth father and um was kind of going to help arrange a meetup Mm -hmm. so the last we left off was people writing in and saying please update us Mm -hmm. if you meet your bio dad like we want to know and he met his bio dad so the title is met my biological dad for the first time ever and i'm very happy about it lots of you asked and let you Lots of you asked to let you know how it goes meeting my bio dad and to say it was emotional is an understatement. I've been feeling so many things since this all happened. We met a few days ago. Was originally supposed to be almost two weeks ago, but shit kept kept coming up. Work and then I got sick, not COVID, for days, but we made it happen. To be honest, this was more nervous for me because I didn't know anything about him. With my bio mom, it was different because I watched her from afar and got to know her a little before it came out. I asked my bio mom if she could be there too, just because she knows him better. So it was the two of us waiting for him at this park. He was already crying before (laughs) we even got to him. This guy is strong too. So he pulled me in for the biggest bear hug and crying. He told me he wants me to know that they loved me so much and he loves me. I lost count how many times he'd come back in for one more hug. This definitely got to him. And he kept saying, thank you, God, a few times, looking at my face. The feeling, man, the feelings, dot, dot, dot. We had so many of them. Hearing him tell me how much they love me, even back then, it meant so much to me to hear that. And not going to lie, that had me holding him tight, too. I'm sure to everyone at the park, it was weird seeing three people crying, lol. (laughs) Now four. (laughs) (laughs) 
My bio dad saw my bio dad said he cried so many times just driving over here. He didn't think he had any more tears until he saw <laughs> us. When we were all sitting down, it hit me that my bio mom was not lying when she said we look alike. Obviously he's older, but holy shit, the similarities. He brought gifts too, which was a surprise. It was really nice. He told me I didn't have to keep them if I don't want it, but he felt weird not coming with anything and he's wanted to give this to me for a long time. One was a teddy bear holding a picture frame of him at the hospital holding me. He was 15 years old. It's crazy to realize that. And then the other thing was a journal. The journal thing was stuff he said he started writing me years after I was adopted. He was in therapy and that helped him to cope thinking he would give them to me one day. His way of still feeling connected to me. I haven't read everything yet, but some of the pages were his thoughts and like if he's talking to me. How he felt when they found out she was pregnant, then the adoption, everything going on in his mind when he first got to hold me as a baby. I didn't even know he was at the hospital too. It was not what I was expecting. It really got me. I read some more of what he wrote last night that really got me crying. I'm sad to think how much this affected them emotionally for years. Also think it's pretty sweet he wanted to write this for me. We talked about his own life, which was pretty hard, his struggles with home life, and the feelings he had about giving me up. Then, he wanted to know everything about me, basically with the same questions my bio mom had. I made sure they knew they made the right decision, because my life was pretty great. He looked like he wanted to cry when he knew that because that's all they hoped for and it was something he always wondered about for years. My bio mom left a bit after we were more comfortable so we could talk more in private once it didn't feel too awkward between us. From there, he told me stories about how he met my bio mom. Sometimes he'd point out stuff he'd notice about me that reminds him of her or me and him having similar likes. Example, I love eating mangoes. I can eat them all day. And that's what I brought when we bought snacks at the park. He told me my bio mom was obsessed with mangoes since before she got pregnant. While pregnant, she craved it even more. Just cool info to know, even if it's random stuff, lol. It's still stuff we have in common and we both have lots. We both love hiking, playing pool. He was a swimmer in college and I was on a swim team in high school. We both love rock music, especially 90s. My bio dad was really open about sharing everything. Like he really was getting ready for this meeting. He hoped it would happen and he prayed every day to see me again because he had so many things he wanted to tell me. Overall, really good first meeting. I'm glad how it went. He's open to the idea of meeting my parents. After I told them about all of this, because they definitely want to meet my bio parents again if I'm comfortable with that. Obviously, my bio parents are too. Let's see what happens. I don't know how it's going to feel for me. They've met each other before I was even born, but I never had them at the same place, so it'll be interesting, lol. Me and my parents met up yesterday to have breakfast so I could tell them everything. My mom was so happy how it went. She actually cried too when I was telling them about how about both of their reactions. My dad was proud because he knew how hard it was the months after finding my bio mom and not really wanting to make the contact yet. I'm really happy to have their support because it's hard to not feel guilty about wanting to know more about my bio parents. They gave me a really good life, so for a while, it's felt like maybe to them I'm showing them that wasn't good enough for me, and I'd rather have my bio parents. But they told me many times they want me to do this for me, and they know how much I love them, and I really do. Finding them and meeting them was hard, but it was so worth it to me. 
and seeing their reactions made it feel even more worth it. I still can't believe it sometimes. I'm just realizing this turned into a long post. My bad. Haha. <laughs> Writing this has been therapeutic, to be honest. Kind of thinking back to everything that's happened, feeling really grateful. Again, I want to say thank you to everyone who has been on this journey with me. Everyone who sent me their own stories, their love, their encouragement. You guys have beautiful hearts and I'm happy I have somewhere to talk about all of this and receive so much love back. I just want to say to all the adopted kids out there, I wish you guys luck and that you find what you're looking for. It's not easy at all. I feel fortunate that things didn't go badly or that my bio parents aren't bad people. And to all the birth parents out there who made this sacrifice, thank you. Oh God, it's the last <laughs> line that gets me. I was doing so good. <laughs> Uh, I wasn't the entire way through. Oh, no, there's there's one left I can't even get to. Oh, God. Uh, okay. It's because of you, there are kids out there like me who got to have a great life with loving parents. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is the most beautiful story that you have ever read on the show. I know. Um, this is so, so remarkable. I was not prepared for that at all. Like, I wasn't prepared to cry, but it was just so sweet. I think, like, hearing stories like that when it's just everybody all around is just just a beautiful heart. Mm-hmm. The the parents, the bio parents, yeah, the kid, it's just, yeah, that really choked me up. It's amazing. And it also is so interesting um, just when you hear the similarities, like the mango and stuff like that and, like, yeah. the 90s music that they like. Um, I've, I've told this on the show before, but I had a, um, CPA who's found out that his, he had a brother on the East coast and he also was a CPA and he also loved to write on his free time. And so it's just really, it's really interesting to hear how, you know, the nature versus nurture and what kind of comes out when they have had nothing to do with each other yet. They still have these similarities. It's really cool. I think it's like, it's so much of both. Yeah. And hearing stories like that, like that the guy didn't even know his brother, but yet they're the same type of people to pick the same type of career. They both like to write. Mm-hmm. And I think there was something about the With pens. With a felt pen. That's they only write in felt pens. Yeah, which is like, he's like, I don't know anyone who writes in a felt pen besides me. Like, that's just so specific. Yeah. So it's like, I think, yeah, okay, you could be like, oh, it's chance. But like, no, like, I think there's so much that like our genes mm-hmm. can encourage us to do and yeah. be. But this was amazing. OP is like super responsive in all of the comments and stuff. Um, it's just, it's amazing. That's incredible. I'm looking at one post and like OP goes off <laughs> on someone. They go, I'm adopted. And honestly, everything you've said so far is total BS. So, what? Yeah. They're like, they're commenting on another post on Reddit titled, am I the asshole for refusing to let my ex visit my son anymore? Oh, when I found out her okay. husband wanted him to call him dad. And so- OP is very, very engaged. Of course. course. Yeah. Yeah, Very engaged on Reddit. This is like their actual account. I I misunderstood. I thought you were saying that somebody commented on OP saying. No, no, no. I was like, the fuck? (laughs) No. So this is just, they're, they're very engaged on Reddit. So I could, I could see an update coming down the road. So if you do want to follow along on their journey and like see if any other updates come up, the username is no dinner invite and you could always follow along on his journey beautiful 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 okay moving on to the second half of this episode because it is titled updates and Mm do-overs and this is where things could get a little dicey for us and i don't know i'm like kicking myself i'm like why did i offer this like why did i volunteer as tribute well because p 
people requested it from you. And then I also, um, like a week ago, I was texting Morgan and I was saying that there is this take that I had that I'm still kicking myself over. Um, I think one of the things that I realized with this show is that I don't know if people forget, but this is a blind reaction show. So sometimes initial reactions, knee-jerk reactions are coming from our own traumas. And then when we take a step back, look at it from another perspective, then we might have a different take. I also think with that too, what's hard for me about these Reddit stories, there's so much detail and so many issues with them. And so I think, you know, stories that I think about where my take hasn't really been with what everyone else thinks or with the majority I think a lot of times I pick out one problem Mm -hmm. of the whole problem right because there's so many many problems in this in these stories and so I will pick out one problem and that's what I kind of fixate Mm -hmm. on while forgetting about the rest or not like acknowledging it in the way that I should agreed and so it is hard it's a it's a lot of pressure coming on this show and like Mm -hmm. even doing the live premieres with people like depending on who you have on and sitting next to you, they might say something that then triggers a thought or a new opinion for you. So like even watching the live premieres that we do on YouTube with you guys, I'll comment along and be like, oh my God, like, yes, that makes so much more sense. Or, oh, wow. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, now that you mention it, I think this. Mm -hmm. It's just like feedback and learning and getting feedback or comments is like how we come to these conclusions or opinions. So it's interesting. I mean, the whole premise of this show is yeah, it's super interesting. Well, and that's one of the things too is that this topic that we decided to do. But I was, like I said, I was texting Morgan. I was like, there is this one take that I had that I just feel so guilty about. It haunts because you. It haunts me. So the story Lauren is talking about, it came from our holiday Reddit stories. And it's the story about the mom who had a husband or a partner that stole her money or money that was being saved for her kids to have a good Christmas and he took it and gave it to his brother so that his brother could pay his baby mama child support Mm -hmm. and so I think you and what's interesting is you and Justin had a similar take but you were the one that got the flack for it it's because I went in and and that's why after I said it it's funny because I in in my little rant I was like and I stand by that and then when I listened back I was like no you don't take it back take it back bitch take it back yeah but, um but no it's it's because I went in like on one focus and that's the thing is that when we say for example when she says am I the asshole for yelling to my kids that their father ruined Christmas well she is specifically asking this one question where it's like was the dad an asshole absolutely like all these other dynamics did she work her ass off was she a superhero mom trying to provide for her children and she had one moment of just like she could have maybe communicated it a little bit better sure so like i fixated on the question right and i felt so bad because within that i was like oh that's so selfish of her and i went in on that and the thing is is that I was reacting, my knee-jerk reaction was from my own inner child. And my I've had these experiences when I was younger where I had adults yell at me or to me about another about another adult. And it really hurt me a lot. This was your two parents, wasn't it? Your parents basically like talking shit about each other. Yeah. And and I and I love them. They're like they're amazing, they're incredible, and they've done so many amazing things. Parents, so like, parents are still human. Exactly. And I don't think that I don't think this woman is a bad person at all. I just think that in general, there's a, a better way because I know how much it hurt and affected me. Like, 
And that was just from a very young age that I really was triggered by being yelled to about other people. So so when it comes to this story and the mom and all of this, like ha- your opinion hasn't really changed. Well, I, I mean, what I would say is that my I know what I was trying to say, but my the way you said it, the way I said it, I think was really wrong because what the thing is, is that this mother was under so much pressure. She was trying to provide a beautiful Christmas for her children. And I don't blame her at all for snapping. And I don't think that she's a bad person. The only reason that and that's why I regret using the word selfish because being a mother in itself, all you do is be selfless. All you do is think about another person. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where like it really like it killed me is that I was just going in on calling her selfish when it's just like, no, you're literally a selfless person. You're all you're thinking about is giving your children like the happiest Christmas and you, you got wronged. Somebody robbed from you. Yeah. And he really did like he rob did. your your children's Christmas. So um, but I think what I did is that I fixated on just like my own experience of being hurt whenever I was yelled to about another adult when I was a kid. And instead of like looking at the bigger picture and, and acknowledging that this mom is a badass and that she should leave her husband now. <laughs> yeah. I hope she did. That was probably that was one we should have looked for an update. I agree, on. actually, because I messaged her too. I messaged and I was like, "Hey, is there any way we could?" Um, she probably hates me now. <laughs> no, but that's right. We were talking about sending Christmas presents too. Yeah, to them and her children. I know, and even like I know. Obviously, your your opinion is kind of like she shouldn't have said it. It could have been better. Well, I and honestly, I think she sh- still should have told her children like. Your dad did this and I don't agree with it. And this is why like, we're not going to have the same Christmas that I was planning on. And I'm so sorry about that. I'm going to do everything to still make it exciting and happy for you. But this is going to be between me and your dad. I'm going to figure it out. And like that is like. like, And who knows how it came across when it was actually going down or like how the kids interpreted it. So. Well, they started crying and they ran to the room. (laughs) I don't know. You don't remember that? Did they? I have. So I have the story pulled up now. Um, but like I said, it doesn't make her a bad person at all. I probably would have done the same fucking thing. I'd be so pissed dealing with that. So the kids came in and I just told them that unfortunately I can't afford Christmas this year. And it's because their dad who took it away from them by taking the money I saved. There was utter silence and my husband glanced at me in disbelief. He told the kids to go to their rooms and screamed asking what the fuck is wrong with me to spout this kind of bullshit in front of the kids. Oh, wow. Okay, I was wrong. I was also, that was the end of an episode, and that's when we were drinking more, so. (laughs) It is hard. The drunker you get, the little wilder, like, we all get. Definitely misinterpreted that story. Okay, that actually is not that bad, then. That's like. No, it's kind of what you just said. Yeah, that's exactly what I just said. I thought she, like, screamed at them. So, basically, I'm the asshole. Yes. Mor- moral of <laughs> moral the story. Moral of the story is that Lauren is the asshole but, on that take. But I'm asshole. We're we're just getting started. This is the first but, this is the first yeah. one we got but wrong. I'm sorry you guys. Honestly though, please forgive me. I really did kick myself for that take. But Lauren, what? What's the name of the show? It's two soft takes. I know, basically. <laughs> it's two soft takes today. No, I just think it's interesting like and again, this is why I didn't want to do this portion of the episode because some of my opinions really haven't changed. And yes, like maybe our opinions don't always change. But when we we try not to get too in the weeds with comments because we want to keep it 
I don't want to let the comments affect my head going forward. Exactly. Like we want to still be ourselves as much as possible. And we know that we're not always going to, you know, ev- fit everybody's liking. Palette. And I think what's good, though, is to like sometimes when we see what you guys say, it's good to reflect. Like that's how we grow. That's how we think. And we're like, OK, I could see that perspective. Another one that's really um ruffling feathers or like surprising people I should say because it was a somewhat shocking take was uh, another story from Teffy's episode and it was the story about the dad asking like am I the asshole for making my wife think our son was kidnapped and so this is a story that the dad um, had been with the mom and their little baby and they were driving to a subway and he was like pick the subway with the drive-through because then you know we don't have to take the baby out of the car and blah 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 and the wife turned to him and said no like you can leave the baby in the car we're just running in quick it's fine and he confronted her and said don't leave the baby in the car not okay sure enough a couple months or weeks later he's driving home and he happens to spot her car at a gas station and he's like oh great like i'll pull in get some snacks with them this will be good he walks past her car or up to her car and finds the baby in the back seat with the car unlocked. So he takes the baby out of the car, puts the baby in his car, and sits there and waits for his wife to come out of the store. It takes about six minutes, and she looks around, starts absolutely panicking, reaches for her phone, and at that point he drives up, opens the back, you know, back car door to show our child is right here. Fight ensues. She immediately goes on the defensive and starts playing the victim. You shouldn't have done that to me, blah, 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 blah. That was, that was abusive or whatever she says. And he's like, no, like, this is not okay. I've told you before. So he gets on Reddit to ask if he's an asshole. Majority said not the asshole. Majority were down for this. Update comes out. He confronts her. Turns out she is struggling with some postpartum depression, postpartum issues. They're going to get help. Until then, she's not going to be allowed to run errands or be left alone taking care of the baby. So Taffy, which I feel bad doing this one because she's not here to like explain her take or where her head was at. But I will say after the episode stopped recording, her manager was like, Taffy, like what the fuck? Like, no, you can't you can't leave a baby in a car. And Taffy literally said, no, I know. I, I absolutely not. You cannot leave a baby in the car. But I think what she and again, this is kind of what we said, where we hear these stories and we pick out one part Mm of it. Right. She was upset over the treatment of the mom. And again, this is where people are back and forth, where um, some people are. No, that was fair. Like she needed a harsher lesson because just talking to her hadn't worked. Mm -hmm. But I think in her head, she looks at that and it's like. That's why she made the ultimatum comments. She was like, I would rather him give her an ultimatum and say, you do this again, we're getting divorced. She would rather have that than, again, she's not here to defend herself, so I'm speculating, which is probably unfair. But I think she looked at it as, that's not how two partners should treat each other. And I would rather him give her an ultimatum and say, you know what? You do this one more time, one more time, and we are getting divorced. Versus kidnap the baby and make her panic and that's why she you know mentioned the comment about her cat being like i lose my cat for 15 minutes and i i panic i think i put him in the dryer like i don't know Mm -hmm. i don't know where he is so i think she really was stuck on that 
I, I'm back and forth on this one myself. And I didn't really get to say much because off camera and something that got cut, we were interrupted right before I read this story. Mm-hmm. And we got told by someone, hey, you have five minutes left and then Teffy's got to go. So, and I also had seven other people in the room watching us. It was probably the- Which we never do. It's so funny. There's no one here. Like we're sitting in my office in the middle of the day by ourselves. Like we don't have an audience. So I think having guests come on, it's really fun to get other takes, but it's meant to be like a one-off. Like they just come on for one episode. They're not meant to be recurring. Like Sarah Shower was kind of um, an amazing thing that she did come on twice. But guests are hard for me. It's harder to like bicker or like- kind of fight not banter. fight banter back and forth yeah. with someone you don't know like I try to create a really comfortable environment for guests mm-hmm. and that being said going forward I do want to find a way where I can still articulate my takes and not feel like it's confrontation and not feel like it's going to make the situation uncomfortable mm-hmm. but I'm working on that I have a hard time with this because I just like want like I want to make friends with everyone that comes on and so it's like it's just it's hard for me mm-hmm. sometimes i'm gonna work on it though and i'll fucking fight the next guest don't you worry but <laughs> so with this one me. that being <laughs> said i go back and forth i do think if like that's the way you want to handle things in your life it's justified like you're not the asshole for doing it a baby shouldn't be left in a fucking car unless it's like you're at the gas station pump pumping gas and you leave your baby in a car or like I guess if you're like a lot of people in the comments were like, if you're running in for 30 seconds, that's one thing and you lock the door and blah, blah, blah. But like, obviously not on a hot day. Babies die really fast in hot cars. Cars get hot after like, I don't know what the people were doing the study for dogs where they would like shut the car, put all the windows up and within like three minutes, the car was 120 degrees or something crazy like that. So obviously not on hot days without AC. Like, I guess like moral of the story, don't leave your baby in the car but <laughs> yeah I, I don't know but I go back and forth with how he handled it because immediately after this she's playing the victim she's being defensive mm. she's like yeah did she learn anything because when we're like she's in fight or flight yeah. mode now she's not in a rational place where she can intake information and be like you're right I fucked up I was wrong she's in fight or flight mode our brains and our cognitive thinking parts of our brain really shut down. You're in survival mode yeah. at that point. She's not even thinking clearly to interpret that information of what just really happened. And so for me, I feel that if he would have taken the baby out of the car, she was in that store for six minutes. I would have like parked the baby by the counter and watched her in the store. And then when she got up there, been like, do you, do you know how fucking easy it was for me to get our child out of the car. And I've been sitting in here watching you lollygag around this store looking for a fucking snack for six minutes. Six minutes. A person who could have kidnapped our kid could be on a highway 10 miles away by now. Yeah. And he's gone. And do that in front of people. Embarrass her. Yeah. But she's not then immediately like, panic mode fight or flight can't interpret information right and so i think that's like where my head's at like yeah not the asshole if that's how you want to do it but i think there's a more powerful way yeah i agree and like we've we've talked about that too with when we were talking about will smith like at what, what chris rock said like he, it was he was being an asshole right but like will smith could there have been a better way that you addressed that probably and could it have been yeah. more impactful could it have taught 
it would have embarrassed Chris Rock more if he went up and said like something some like witty little like fuck you comment in the microphone and it would have instead now like Chris is like the victim right yeah so it's like but however Chris has a learning disorder oh yeah right like Chris actually has a learning disorder that doesn't Mm -hmm. it doesn't allow him to tell when people are like upset with him he it's almost like a like similar to with autism where autism have like difficulty interpreting other emotions sometimes it's a similar Mm -hmm. thing where chris rock has a hard time telling if people are like actually mad at him right but there's a bunch of shit coming out with that and it's the whole situation's fucking messy yeah but um but my my point in that is just that like knee-jerk reactions when you're panicked when you're in pain when you're whatever it is you know like will smith he went up and slapped somebody in the face and then the next day he felt horrible and like came out with this apology because he's like violence is never what i want to never what i want no that was assault yeah so like with this this story specifically was the husband's way of doing things the best possible way no no it wasn't the best possible way but to some people it is well and some people loved it what i was gonna say is that i I can't lie. I would honestly, if I was, if my husband did that after I told him not to, and then I saw that happen, I would probably do the same thing. But I like, but like just, I, I would be like, he was probably fuming inside, right? Like he's probably shaking, oh, like yeah. seeing that. And then he takes the baby and he's just like, he can't even think of anything. Kind of like what you said, fight or flight. What she was, what she responded to is how he was responding to seeing the baby. So his, his action wasn't the most like thought out, best possible way to get no. through to her maybe, but I could see myself a hundred million percent doing that if my husband did that to me. Yeah, I mean, if you want, like there's a bunch of ways to look at all of these issues. If you're going to look at it like black and white, not the asshole. If you're going to look at it like an actual like real world person because nothing is ever black and white, like there's a lot of gray area. And yeah, he's not wrong, but could it have been handled right. better right most so. things in life can be handled better yeah it's, it's really hard for us as he <laughs> as humans to be able to just handle it perfectly like every time not so. gonna happen but um some of the comments like sam oyan said i agree with the dad a child's safety is never negotiable um sony Mekami, sorry if i butcher anyone's names i keep I completely disagreed with Teffy with the baby in the car story. I don't even leave my dog in the car, let alone baby. I support the father on this. Uh, KT, even though the dad could and probably should have done it a little different or better, IG, go in with the baby or wait outside holding them. Something tells me the mom wouldn't have actually changed her behavior without feeling that fear because she acknowledged the risk and agreed to her husband that she wouldn't do it. At the end of the day, the dad is just removing the child from an unsafe situation. In any other scenario, I hate quote teaching a lesson to people like this but a child's life was at risk and there was no sign of reasoning with her well and that's the thing is that like it's one mistake and you might you're you might lose your child and that's terrifying so it's like you don't really have room to be like this is a little bit of a learning lesson you know so yeah i it's it's a tough one (laughs) It's, it's a tough one there is one comment here that's not related to the story, but someone goes, I'm here to ask one more time for a pick me girls episode. Uh-huh. And me and Lauren were talking about this last night. We were. And I want you guys to comment on the YouTube or our Instagram posts and tell us if we do a pick me girl episode and we're talking shit or like hot takes about pick me girls, does that also make me pick me's? Because the whole point of a pick me girl is they put other girls down to pump themselves up. So... 
that's a question y'all need to answer honestly for us. that and when morgan said that i was like whoa because i'll see tiktoks making fun of pick me girls yeah. and then it's like wait a minute you're right yeah. does that make you but but i think the pick me girl is a little bit more complex because it's like a girl who's like trying to be a cool girl and just like I don't putting, putting other girls down or making herself look better compared to other girls like that's kind of what the vibe is Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. So the next story on the list that I have came from a marriage episode with my brother and sister-in-law. And the story that we got wrong was a story about a man who he wrote into the subreddit, Surviving Infidelity. And it was a story about him and his fiance and the fiance ended up having a male stripper at her bachelorette party unbeknownst to her like the friends planned it fiance didn't know however prior to that night the fiance and the man that wrote in had already set a boundary no strippers we're not going to do strippers it's it's a boundary for us it's a it's a line and so he got told by the boyfriend of one of the girls so like the fiance had a girlfriend girlfriend told her boyfriend what they were planning to do the boyfriend told the fiance but he didn't say anything about it and so we kind of got lost in the sauce of this one like quite a bit like me probably specifically but um i think what a lot of people are upset with um is the fact that he had a boundary and the boundary was crossed and we kind of like didn't give a fuck about that Mm -hmm. because what i fixated on in this story is the fact that he considered a like a stripper Mm -hmm. at her bachelorette party cheating Mm -hmm. and so for me that's like what i like kind of went in on Mm -hmm. um i think like my opinion has like grown to like recognize the whole story and not just that part so like yeah if that's a boundary for him that's that's fucked up Mm -hmm. that's a boundary if she truly didn't know that 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 stripper was going to be there Mm -hmm. that's shitty yeah because her friend sabotaged her totally and if she did know then that's even shittier because she had the boundary Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt and say she was completely surprised Mm -hmm. she wasn't the one that told him he got told by again the boyfriend mm-hmm. that was at his bachelor party because the one of her friends sent him a picture mm-hmm. of the strip dance and the yeah. dick being close to her face which is shitty that person would not be my friend anymore yeah but she wasn't even the one that got the chance to tell him which again sucks but i don't think that says anything about her so much like i feel like she maybe would have told him but he found out before she even had the chance to. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, it's it was just a shitty situation how it how it played out, especially because they had a conversation beforehand, no strippers. But like you said, if the girl didn't know that the stripper was going to be there 
and they show up with like was she gonna lock herself in a room like no you're just gonna hang out with your friends like have fun it doesn't mean anything you're not attracted to this person or maybe you are but like assuming that like you don't want to pursue a romantic relationship with this person um however going back to boundaries i do think that that is one thing that's interesting is that with romantic relationships it is it is a social construct in the terms of like what the terms are right yeah so it's so different it's so different for everyone yeah so for some people looking at porn in a in a romantic relationship is cheating and that is a conversation that they should have in the very beginning and then move forward and if they both agree that's great if two people love to have threesomes they love to go to sex parties and hook up with a bunch of different people and they still are romantically in love with each other and they agree upon that in the beginning of the relationship that's not cheating right so it's like it's all about like the terms that you have with your partner and so if they discuss beforehand strippers equals cheating um then it's like yeah he he thinks that she's cheating but at the same time she didn't have a say in this she didn't go to a strip club on her own and that's what's not fair to her yeah i would agree with that unless she was like it's strippers and like then that's shitty yeah but yeah no i think there's again there's so much to unpack with these problems so if you're Mm -hmm. gonna like try to like separate it or like understand this thing overall yes wrong you set a boundary with your partner Mm -hmm. it got crossed it was was crossed unfortunately maybe was her fault maybe not her fault Mm -hmm. but boundary was crossed and you have a right to be upset Mm -hmm. you're entitled to your feelings on that Mm -hmm. however again kind of with what you said some people think porn's cheating some people think strip clubs are cheating Mm -hmm. if he's gonna look at a stripper as cheating that's where i have to like that's where i'm still on my take Mm -hmm. i don't think going to a strip club or having a stripper at your bachelorette or bachelor party is automatically cheating Mm -hmm. if he views it as that he's entitled to that he can feel however he wants Mm -hmm. to feel i mean me and justin you and alejandra we just went to a strip club in austin texas when we were there performing a live shout show out, shout out the girl yes one of the guys this is the craziest experience we've so ever had cool. we've ever had it was amazing and hello out there i don't want to give your name and like put yeah. you on the spot but um so we're sitting at the strip club it was justin's first time he was so excited i was so excited for him it was just like a, a magical like i love it i don't look at it <laughs> i don't i guess like my thought process of it these women are so talented that like the athleticism that they have to have to do this. Like I look at it as like, I'm going to a Cirque du Soleil show and like some people go a little further and they get private lap dances. But if you're just sitting around the stage watching the main show, it feels like Cirque du Soleil to me, my head. I don't know. And so we're sitting there. It's like Alejandra, me, Justin. I think you were up like grabbing a drink or doing something. And so all of a sudden um, the dancer changes and She's dancing and she looks at Alejandra and she goes, oh my God, are you Alejandra from Two Hot Takes? Alejandra, like the way she said it, she was still twerking as she moved over to the stage. She was dancing. It was incredible. And then she looks at me and she's like, oh my God, Morgan, hi. And then her head finally goes to Justin. She's like, Justin, like, oh my God. Like I watch, I listen to Father Knows Something too. Like I love you guys. And so it was just like this, what are the chances moment? And then they brought her over after her dance. They brought her over to me and she goes, Lauren, I go, you know, my name. And they they go, she knows all of our names. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, we got a picture together after and I got to ask like all of our 
crazy questions about like strip clubs and like what it's like dancing and stuff like that so it was honestly the coolest i haven't been to that many strip clubs but it was the coolest one that i've been to it was so cool the manager um she handed me her business card and she's like come back anytime come back anytime we'd love to have you <laughs> bring all your friends yeah it was it was really fun but i think there were people in the comments that were like me and my partner have a solid boundary we don't go to strip clubs and that's fair however you want your relationship dynamic mm-hmm. to be that's how it should be yeah i'm not the one in the relationship with your with you and your partner yeah so what i at the end of the day what i think about strip clubs or what i say doesn't really fucking matter no doesn't matter so this guy yeah a boundary was crossed and that's sad and i hope he can get over it because it's an unfortunate situation and yeah, I would even be, more, I would be sad if he let that be the reason that he stopped the marriage. Like that would make me sad. Yeah. I just look at it as like you're I would your be pissed fiance, too, to be honest though. If I was him and my and my uh fiance did that, I would be pissed. Yeah. But like I I wouldn't be like you cheated on me, but that's just again my own personal opinion. And that's how you view like whatever. Yeah. I think it there's a fine line though, and it depends on like what happens. Like mm-hmm. Are you going to that's a strip true. club and just getting a dance and yeah. like having someone shake their ass in your face? Yeah. Or does it go further? Yeah. Like, and that's where, again, people need to have these conversations because it's like, if mm-hmm. you got, if you, if a guy, like if Justin went to a strip club and got a blowjob from someone, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that'd be cheating. Suck on a titty, cheating. Yeah. Like <laughs> you can't put any body parts of theirs in your mouth yeah. and vice versa. Right. I agree. Like it's gotta be like, it's gotta be something I don't want to say it's got to be something you could do with oven mitts on and like because like, you could probably still do a blowjob with oven mitts on but I'm trying to think of a way where it's like it's it's just a dance yeah just a dance like we we both don't see it as cheating but like some people do some people do and you're entitled yeah. to that totally 100% and like I said I'd be fucking pissed if I if that was if I was in that situation if you I'm had mad. an agreement beforehand yeah I'd be pissed yeah. there was another story but I was I'd actually get over it yeah there's another story I was actually gonna pull up um and it was oh god what folder do i have it in it's titled um my groom's party doesn't want me to tell my significant other that they're planning a private bachelor party for me that involves strippers and so it's a really cool story about this guy who's like going back and forth his his um his fiance's stepdad is helping plan his bachelor party and they want to do strippers and like all this crazy shit and he feels uneasy about it and he's like i don't know how she would view it i they're telling me not to tell her i should probably tell her so he ends up not telling her and says you know what guys let's just cancel the whole like no strippers let's just cancel that Mm -hmm. and so um he ends up something happens where he does end up telling her but he says like i canceled it i didn't know how you'd feel and she goes i i kind of knew about it like no go go ahead go ahead and Mm -hmm. so he calls his stepdad future stepdad back up and he goes okay it's back on because his wife was like yeah have strippers like absolutely you should that sounds like a good time for you guys so moral of the story a boundary is a boundary yeah you're entitled to your feelings yeah but talk to your partner about all of these potentials because i think it's good to have an understanding of where you guys are at in your relationship and what are hard lines for you before there's even an opportunity for something like this to happen yeah and then there's no argument after where it's like i didn't know how you'd feel blah 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 blah, because you already had that conversation so i actually there's a story one of my friends friends um 
had this situation happen where they were going to go to a wedding and the bachelor party was like a few days before the wedding or something or like a weekend before the wedding and basically the guy was marrying a very like a, a virgin very very christian woman and um he had this like past of just kind of like being wild she obviously was a virgin so didn't hook up with anyone um and during his bachelor party he invited a bunch of guys who also had wives or who had fiancés like just like they were in committed relationships yeah. right he himself got strippers to his own bachelor party and he ended up taking one into the back room oh yeah that's... and all of his friends were like what the fuck bro so anyway they outed him they went to his fiance and they were like he yeah. brought this girl into the back room like what do you, what do you think like yeah and at that point if it's not if it's a group activity getting a dance a little different when you take someone off to the back room absolutely not even if they just even if they did just dance which i don't agree i don't i don't i doubt that they did just dance but even so that's just still you're crossing a line especially when you're dating someone who you know is like that is so far from what she would be okay with you know that's so far from yeah it. and so anyway um they his friends aren't friends with him anymore there was like they were like that was shitty that was crossing wow. the line and they told his fiance his fiance broke off the wedding a weekend prior my god wild that's crazy yeah don't be an idiot at a bachelor and bachelorette party moral of the story uh what is left on our little list because i know you gotta get to work here mm -hmm. shortly so what's left on our list maybe we can just like rapid fire amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen management concepts optimizes your professional development online in person individually or groups it's training that's measurably better learn more at managementconcepts.com that's managementconcepts.com what's left on our little list what's left what's left there is okay there's either like this surrogate one wait yeah we didn't go through that one no right? this is the do-over section of it um i know but you you got in trouble oh <laughs> you got people angry about the um i know god it was another episode with my brother <laughs> i can't do any more with matt uh, uh i forget what it was but it was like um i know oh because you said that the guy should suck it up and people are really mad about that comment yeah the they, suck didn't, it up. they didn't like to suck it up i use suck it up a lot i don't mean it like as literally as when it comes out of my mouth so the story that we're talking about here is from the siblings episode and it's a story about a man who has a sister that is gay and his sister and her wife wanted to have a baby and so the sister asked him hey we're gonna use my partner's egg can would you be down to donate some sperm so we can have a child that is parts of both of us and he goes yeah of course like no problem so he donates his sperm to his sister the wife gets inseminated with her egg and the brother's sperm they have a beautiful baby mm -hmm. they want another child so the sister asks him again hey we're thinking about having another child will you donate your sperm and he goes yeah no issue but the wife had 
problems with the birth and was not able to carry the next child. And so it was still going to be the wife's egg and the brother's sperm. Mm -hmm. And the sister would carry it. Mm -hmm. So that's where the brother was like, it feels wrong. It feels really icky. I don't want to have to tell people that my sister is carrying my baby. Again, it's not your baby. But he was tripped up about that. Yeah. And so I said, like, first I did say, obviously, it's his body. It's his choice. Mm -hmm. I did say that, you guys. (laughs) I just said, I was like, I think he should suck it up and like get over his weird thing he has in his head where it's his sister carrying his baby. You're offering to give your sperm to that couple. It's not your baby. You don't look at your niece or nephew that you have right now as your child. Phoebe did that for her brother. Yeah. And friends. Yeah. Well, and so what what came up and this comes up with a lot of the surrogate stories, this is something that happens a lot in the LGBTQ plus community. And just because you're a part of that LGBTQ plus community doesn't make you any less like worthy of having a child or any less likely to want a child so it's very common for that community to use surrogates and sperm donors and things like that Mm -hmm. and so obviously if that's a boundary for him don't do it don't do it but i think it would be i get what you're saying it'd be nice if he did like it would be convenient for everyone and like and it is something where it's like it seems he doesn't have a problem with it so it seems because he already did it but he's just getting more in his head about it being gross that his sister is carrying his like sperm um which like i mean i don't i mean it is it is a unique it is unique so like i don't blame him for being like uh it makes me feel kind of weird but um but at the end of the day wow i haven't said that one in a while (laughs) um at the end of the day it's his choice it's his choice yeah Yeah. it's like it he has every right to say no if it makes him feel uncomfortable it's it's like it's still like his dna being passed down you know so it's like and i wasn't discrediting the fact that it's his choice i just think he's being silly and i should have i should have used like i think he's being silly i think he's being goofy instead of saying suck it up but i do like i think he's being a little silly because there's so many stories about people's moms that have to be their surrogate like I don't know what is up with my Instagram like discover page but (laughs) I literally just saw a post recently about this girl and her mom was her surrogate and it's like well technically like for her her husband's jizz is in her mom (laughs) oh my god going back to explore pages by the way this guy asked for my Instagram the other day and I and I he like gave me his phone and I went and typed it in and it was on like the discover explore page yeah all butts all butts (laughs) yeah you know what he's searching for i was like wow i couldn't not call him out i did and he's like i don't know how that happens oh yeah (laughs) yeah so again we're it's kind of that same argument like if it's his boundary yeah he's entitled to it yeah and that's that and people like i think people were um also commenting like just because he did it once doesn't mean he has to do it again Mm -hmm. and again no no absolutely right it's his choice right but is he being silly in his brain yeah maybe the last one we have for this whole episode was on my dad's uh my dad's episode uh it was a dad's and father-in-law story one and it was a story about a man who was already planning on getting married his invitations had been sent out and then lo and behold it turns out he has a son the uh, mom had been hiding it from him for however long and he was trying to determine if he would be the asshole 
if he did not invite his son to his wedding. And so my dad and I had the opinion that he should invite the son to the wedding. And we felt it was wrong not to. I don't think my opinion has changed on this one, but I might be able to shed some light like where I kind of came from. Um, I was looking at the timeline for this one and he was writing in months and months before his wedding. Like there was, I think, a six month or seven month gap before his wedding was even about to occur. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people in the comments were like, no, that's not fair. It's not a great first meeting. It's not a great first meeting to do at a wedding and stuff like that. But in my head, I was thinking, but it wouldn't be the first meeting. He's got seven months or whatever the Mm -hmm. gap was to go get lunch, hang out, get to know his son, and then have him at the wedding. Mm -hmm. Like there's enough time there where he has enough time to build a relationship with his kid. Yeah. And, and then invite him. Yeah. And like, and I and also it's like I know because I reviewed it as well. And I noticed that people were like, he just doesn't like you can't just like tell him that he's a dad and he turns into a great dad overnight. You know, like it's he didn't know. And um, I totally feel for that, too. Like that's that's a hard place for that man to be. It's just like he yeah. had no idea. And now he's a father. Like, how do I act like a, a good father? But like, I mean, you guys, if you watching youtube you saw i was fucking crying at that story that we had about this guy meeting his bio parents and i just think that for me it's like it's really really touching when you hear stories like that when it's like they didn't know each other but they are going to give them love right Mm -hmm. and so i think that like in that story it would have been really beautiful to hear that he was just like wow like i never i can't believe i didn't know you like i just want to show you love and like i want you to feel included in everything and that would be this like beautiful fairy tale for like me and morgan i, I think right? absolutely <laughs> and i think that's what like i was hoping for with this story mm-hmm. i wasn't hoping for a man that was trying to justify leaving his kid out right and i think like we kind of talked about it last night you know prepping for this episode i look at a lot of these as the long game this mm-hmm. the wedding is the short game that's mm-hmm. one day of your life. That's it. And then it's over. But you now have this son. And you're going to have this son for the next 40 years. Mm-hmm. And how solid of a start do you want to have for your relationship? And it's your wedding. It's your day. You get to pick the guest list. So pop off if that's, you know, do whatever you want. But this is your kid for life. And I look at, you know, things that have hurt me as a child that my parents have done and excluded me from or just whatever that's happened during my life and I think this is a moment that can be avoided and it's a moment that's going to set you up to have to start having a really solid relationship with your kid for the next 40 years mm-hmm. he's not going away he's your kid and what relationship you have with him is determined by you yeah. he's trying he's reaching out yeah. he's looking for you to be his dad he's hoping to be invited he asked to be invited so for me, it just felt so not fairy tale and just disheartening. Yeah. And no, like one of the top comments is exactly what you said. You can't just expect him to be a dad automatically. No, you can't. Mm-hmm. But you just hope. You hope. <laughs> you hope that, yeah. you know, he'd want to like bring a kid under his arm. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, my dad, my dad is not my dad. Jerry is not my biological dad. Mm-hmm. Jerry took me and took me on out of the goodness of his heart he didn't have to he doesn't have to be my dad but he did it and so I think my personal 
experiences and his as well really shaped our opinion on that one because we just see as like life is too short to not like start that relationship like you just found out like start working on it go out to lunch you got months before the wedding and I'm sure there's a coworker or someone that like someone's not going to show up on the day you know that like people get sick all the time especially with COVID someone's going to be sick (laughs) there's going to be a spot yeah or pull up one chair like it'll be okay but if that's his wedding list and that's his invite list then that's that that's that but I and I think that you and I both have so much respect for parents caretakers anyone who is just raising a child and um that's that's kind of that plays in to our feelings about this it's like it's it's so beautiful because for the most part it's like parents are superheroes you know like they like I was saying earlier they spend every single second of their day thinking about another human yeah and so when we hear stories like this it's just it makes us a little sad well and there's one comment here from Rushreen Rushreen I believe is how you pronounce your name I don't think the dad who couldn't invite his biological son was an asshole I think his son's biological mom and the grandmother were assholes for treating him like that when he was so desperate to be present in his son's life way before they even knew it was his which I think this is one of those like this isn't a black and white situation Mm -hmm. I don't think he's the asshole and if I called him the asshole in that story I do take it back Mm -hmm. like it's his choice however he wants Mm -hmm. to do it is not the asshole for his choices right not the asshole mom and grandma assholes they manipulated the situation and hid this hid this child from him they are definitely assholes Mm -hmm. but I do think he's not handling it in the best way he could not the asshole because however he wants to handle his day it's his day Mm -hmm. but again could it be handled better and I think yes could it have been a story that made me and Morgan cry yeah yeah it could (laughs) have You ruined of it. happiness? You ruined it. A fairy tale? We were looking for a fairy tale. We were looking for but, one. But I mean, like like we said, we are all human and that's that's okay. We all have our boundaries. We all, we all have our choices. Um, we can always, there's always a way to handle something better, it seems, you know? Absolutely. So, and I mean, look at like how people build Ikea furniture. Let's break it down on a simple level. There's a, a right way and a hundred other ways that are harder to build, <laughs> to build Ikea furniture. Wow. Beautiful like, analogy. And that's how we handle life. That's there's, how we handle life. There's Sometimes there's not even right ways. Morgan loves going to Ikea. I fucking love Ikea. I could live there. I could. With the Swedish meatballs. Oh, yeah. The cookies. Mm, Swedish fish. Yep. But this was an interesting one. I'm sorry if you hate us or like, I don't know. I'd like to have people who like disagreed on those stories maybe comment and like see if we've evolved or like evolved on like where we were coming from in a good way I should say I don't know it's complicated opinions are hard yeah especially when you put them online and they're cemented there yeah right I I know why'd we do this I online why get dangerous online too and that's why I try not to look at comments just because even if there's a million great ones and there's one mean one like it just doesn't feel good it doesn't feel good to have people criticize you especially when we're so self-critical ourselves like just as a as humans like we are very self-critical I fucking am so self-critical one time I got in trouble at work when I was in college I did something wrong it like cost my company like two thousand dollars and I the my colleague told me to go talk to the manager and he was like a brother and he's like was always getting in trouble and he was like haha you're gonna get so in trouble by our boss and I go in there and I started bawling I was like 
I'm so sorry, Denisha. I like, I, I can't believe I did this. Like, what can I do to like make it better? Like, just let me know what is my punishment? Like, well, and she was like, oh my God, you need a hug. And she gave me Aww. a hug and she's like, you are punishing yourself enough. I'm not going to say one more word. <laughs> and we do. I think that's literally us after like some of these things where we're just like, oh God, we really kind of missed it or like just didn't articulate our feelings yeah. well enough to have other people yeah. understand them in the way that our brains are because exactly. our brains are working a thousand miles per hour oh God. and our mouse can only keep up so much yeah well and the one and i know that you've talked on the show about dealing with adhd oh, and it's rough i don't think i've said anything i mostly because i usually am a little bit more private about yeah that for some reason i i was diagnosed with add when i was 12 and I was really shameful and embarrassed, and I d- it was in denial. Um, I would throw my medication away every single morning, and I was just like, "I'm a normal kid." Like, <laughs> um, but it's like as you know, as I've started to learn more about it, even just stuff on TikTok, I'm. It's like I know that I deal with ADD, and it's like so- it comes out in in conversations sometimes. Like sometimes it's like I'm trying to articulate something, and it's just it's not it's not happening the way that I want it to. Yeah. Um, so, or like we said with that story, I thought that story was different. The, the Christmas story. Yeah. And, and then you reread it to me and I'm like, well, fuck, I'm the asshole. Why did I even react like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but that is it for, uh, updates and do-overs. Yeah. So hope updates you guys, were good. Hope you guys liked it. It was a little different of an episode, but I'm scared. Yeah. But, um, it's okay. We have each other. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Uh, okay, well, that is it. So until next time. Until next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.
With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.